Friday morning from JMI Wealth, Andrew Kelleher. Good morning. Very good morning, Mike. Lots of jobs, so many jobs. We're filling them? Uh, yeah, we are. We are. The, so, look, there's two key um, economic aspects the Reserve Bank's tasked with. their inflation and the labour market. Now, official labour market data is released quarterly, so don't get too many official reads. Um, we'd love to see high-frequency data. We just don't get a lot of it. Um, Stats New Zealand released another set of quarterly info yesterday. This is for the June 23 quarter. This is called business employment data. Uh, so look, the official data, things like household labour force survey, quarterly employment survey, they go out and survey people. The business employment data comes from inland revenue information, so different source. And look, it is a little bit historic, a little, a little bit dated, but it looks like we are getting people into jobs. And to cut to the chase, immigration, I think, is having an effect. So total actual full jobs for the June 23 quarter, uh, sat at 2.3 million jobs. Now, that was an increase from the June 22 quarter, a year earlier, uh, 3.7 increase. Um, uh, that's quite a solid gain. Quarter-on-quarter uh, quarter increase, seasonally adjusted, was a 1.1% gain, and that followed an increase for the previous quarter, also of 1.1%. So I think it's not unreasonable to speculate that the strong migration numbers, people coming into New Zealand, have contributed positively to the lift in filled jobs. You get, you get actual gross earnings numbers as well. They were up 8.7%. So you've got evidence of higher wages in there, healthcare payrolls, they were up 10%, uh, professional and technical payrolls, they're up 10% as well. So quite strong gains there. And look, I think what we're seeing, Mike, is employers actually being able to fill those job vacancies. Wages are going up. Um, and ultimately, I think this will yeah. take some pressure out of the labour market. Good stuff. How about Philip Lowe? Eh? Oh, by the way, I did too much. Thanks for coming, Phil. <laughs> yeah, but at least he admitted it. Um, look, I, I sort of got to tip my hat to the outgoing Reserve Bank of Australia governor for what I thought was quite a refreshingly honest speech. I mean, I know you've been following these valedictory speeches in the New Zealand Parliament, Mike, and, and so this was basically Philip Lowe's valedictory speech. It was entitled, uh, entitled Some Closing Remarks. Um, so he's been the RBA governor since 2016. But here's some interesting observations. He talked, yeah, he talked about the RBA and the Australian government response to the pandemic. And in his words, with the benefit of hindsight, my view is that we did too much. Um, I'm not quite sure that we've heard an admission quite so straightforward exactly. here. Yeah, he also talks about that misguided advice he gave about the official cash rate over there. Do you remember that? Yeah. He said they weren't going to put it up at all until 2024, and then they did um, in 2022. So there's sort of a mea culpa there too. Uh, he, But really interesting here, Mike, he talked about the coordination of fiscal, so government and monetary policy, and he raised the very interesting idea that some fiscal policy, so some spending tax, should be in the hands of an independent body, not in the hands of the government. Effectively, the government handing over some of its taxing and spending powers. And he argues that that would reduce the reliance on the central bank in managing the economy. And recall, Mike, we had the same comments and references by the RBNZ here about the role of fiscal policy addressing inflation. So Lowe's has stated that fiscal policy could provide a stronger helping hand although this will require some rethinking of the existing policy architecture. So that's quite a broad sweeping statement. Uh, look, he also warned that there was a material risk that Australia's living standards would stagnate without urgent action by governments to address the political problem of low productivity, which has fallen to very low levels. I think these are very relevant words yep. for New Zealand as well, and I think they bear further discussion here too. Here, here, what are the numbers? 
So uh, the Dow Jones, uh, when I just checked it before, it was up 85 points, about a quarter percent, 34,529. Unfortunately, the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq are lower, about a quarter percent fall on the S&P 500, 4453, and 0.82, the Nasdaq's down 13,758. Uh, the FTSE 100 overnight up 16,741. Uh, the Nikkei was down three quarters of a percent, 32991, the close there. Shanghai Composite down over 1%, three one two two. Uh, the Aussies lost one point two percent yesterday on the A six two hundred, closing at seven one seven one and little change on the N six fifty eleven thousand four hundred and twenty six. Uh, one Kiwi dollar against the US point five eight eight zero against the Aussie point nine two one eight against the Euro point five four nine six. 0.4716 against the quid, 86.58 Japanese yen. Gold is trading at $1,918. And Brent crude just a smidgen under 90 bucks, $89.88. You've done wonderfully as always, mate. You have a good weekend. We'll see you next week. Andrew Kelleher, jmiwealth.co.nz.